Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Welcome back to In All Things. I'm excited to have a couple friends with me today. About a month ago, I asked for some questions um, on Instagram from my followers, and I wanted to gather some friends to do a Q&A episode together. Um, and so that's what we're doing today. Do you guys want to just go around and quickly introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Frankie. So Frankie and Lydia have both been on the show with me. Um, Lydia did an episode on singleness a while ago, and Frankie did one on studying the Bible. And this is Laura's first episode, so I'm excited to have her here too. And we are looking forward to answering your questions and hopefully encouraging you with whatever you are walking through in life right now. So the first question is, how do we know when it is the Lord calling us to something? I think there are so many answers to this question, and it's hard to narrow it, narrow it down. But for myself, I would say just confirmation through other people um, and praying about things and fasting. Um, the Lord the Lord speaks to me through prayer and when I just take, a, take time to step away and to fast, and that's when I get confirmation. I think for me, it has a lot to do with just feeling peace from the Lord um, with making a decision. And yeah, I think that just really confirms to me that it is the Lord like calling me to something when I have like supernatural peace about that specific thing. I would say the same as Laura. Like I definitely go based on how I'm feeling at peace about a situation Um, I remember one of the most obvious things for me was when I was choosing to go on a six-month mission trip overseas, and I made the decision, and I felt complete peace the entire time leading up, which was probably about six to seven months leading up to that trip. Um, I just felt totally at peace the whole time, and I wasn't really nervous. I wasn't anxious about it, and I knew that that was from the Lord, and I also think for me, when there is a consistent like thread or a theme going on um, in my life, either in conversations with other people or sermons that I'm listening to or even songs I'm listening to, what I'm reading in my Bible, um, if there is a common theme, I definitely kind of perk up more than usual and um, listen to that for any, anything that the Lord is trying to teach me with that. I think in this area, it's easy to um, overthink things, first of all, but also like navigating through emotions and nerves and excitement and um, trying to like nail down what the what the Lord is actually calling you to um, can be extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. So to know if it's excitement or nerves, how do you how do you guys navigate that? Well, I think that God can absolutely call us to things that we are nervous about because he's going to stretch us and grow us. And so sometimes he does call us outside of our comfort zones. And that's where we are going to grow the most because you can't grow if you're just in a stagnant place in life. When trying to make a decision on whether or not to do something, one thing that somebody once told me is that ask yourself, okay, if you do choice A, 
are you going to, is it going to lead you closer to the Lord or is it going to pull you further? And if you do choice B, is it going to lead you closer to the Lord or is it going to pull you further away? If you answer the question and both answers are that they can draw you closer to the Lord, then I would say that that's pretty safe to say that the Lord is giving you a freedom of choice right there. And you do have that decision to make. Um, But then seeking wise counsel, you know, from trusted friends and family is really important in there too. And if one answer is that it's going to pull you closer to the Lord while the other one is going to draw you further away, then I think that that's a pretty clear answer to choose that one that's going to draw you closer to the Lord. So years ago when I was trying to decide on just like a ministry opportunity that I had, um, I had people who put a lot of pressure on me um, to make the right decision. And there is like this picture that I got um, where it was like, like a world map and there was like pins everywhere and there was like this pressure on me to like make the right decision and you have to choose like the right pin in order to be in God's will but that's not how God does it like he sometimes gives us like the free will to choose um and there might be like a lot of different directions that he could be leading us on and but it's just like continuing to like ask him for guidance and um, just like stepping in faith and like taking that next step and yeah, not like overthinking things or putting the pressure that you have to like just choose one thing, but that he could really be choosing um, you to do like many different things and giving you like the freedom to choose. Um, So I think that just like gives like freedom for you to um, have less pressure on yourself. And also when you just, sometimes you just need to take that first step. And if you're actually putting faith in God in the process, you know, he will, he will reroute you if it's the wrong decision. And if it's the right decision, you know, just keep putting your faith in him and asking him to use you in that place and to grow you in that place. And he'll do that. He doesn't, like you just said, Laura, he doesn't have a specific thing that you need to be doing or you're not fulfilling your purpose. He can use you in so many areas and in whatever ways you do pick, he can use that for his glory. And so I think just having, just stepping out in faith is so important and trusting that he'll, he'll take you where he wants to use you. That made me think of just taking the pressure off of yourself and like giving it to the Lord. Don't let that pressure become worry and just constantly thinking about it, overthinking it. That's when we get the opportunity to exercise faith and just giving, giving that to the Lord, um, that decision, whatever it might be, just to exercise faith. Another thing that has helped me is a quote from Lisa Turkhurst is, um, she says in one of her books that if you, if you are praying about a decision and you're seeking the Lord's will for, you know, the decision that you're making, if you end up making the quote unquote wrong decision, it is only a mistake. It is not an end and God can use that. And so if you're seeking the Lord's will, he does know that and he sees your heart. Um, and honestly, there may not be in majority of the time, there may not be a wrong choice. Um, but just 
as an example to take that pressure off if you do end up making a decision that you wished you hadn't, God can still, he can redeem that and he can work through that. And Philippians 4 tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think it's just so important to remember that if that when we practice rejoicing in the Lord, we will consistently be reminded about the peace that we do find in God. Another question that we received is, how do I balance life well? And I'll say that when I ask myself this question, it usually comes from a place where I'm really stressed out and overwhelmed with life and trying to figure out how to prioritize what's going on. I think a huge part of this, like you just said, is figuring out your priorities. And I would say that the number one priority should be making sure that you have time with Jesus. When we equip ourselves with the word, that is going to help us in our everyday lives. And the it's going to reap benefits that trickle throughout every single area of our life. And so I'd say that that is like your top priority, making sure that you're spending time in the word with God and just developing and growing your faith and equipping yourself. Oh, and that makes me think of an analogy that I've heard before. And honestly, this analogy usually is heard when prioritizing at a specific job. Um, However, it's to imagine a mason jar and... In our analogy here, I'm going to say that Jesus is the rock. And so the biggest rock needs to be placed in the mason jar first. Um, And from there, you then put in some smaller pebbles, I guess. Um, And those pebbles represent the other large commitments that you have or priorities. Maybe it's school, maybe it's church, maybe it's Bible study, whatever it might be. And then you have your small priorities, and the small priorities are represented by sand that gets trickled down in the jar and fits where it can. But if you were to put the sand in first, and then some pebbles, and then Jesus, and then some more pebbles, well, you're not going to be able to fit everything how it's supposed to. And so you need to be able to put the, the rock in first, and then those smaller pebbles, and then finally the sand will just fit in the spaces that are left empty. And when you look at it that way, you know, then those smaller priorities, the sand, sometimes all of the sand won't fit because we can't, we can't do everything. And so just making sure that we do get the rock, we do get our time with Jesus and we do get our other priorities, those smaller pebbles, whatever they may be, our school, our relationships, um, work, those things, like those priorities need to get done. And then all those smaller things, like maybe the dishwasher did not get emptied this morning, so I'm going to have to do that later. You know, it's those little priorities that sometimes they just can't all get done, and that's okay because we're putting a higher value on other things in our life that are more important, such as our relationships and our time with Jesus and our work and our school. Yeah, like what Frankie was saying, I can get so caught up in the calendar of I mean, at one point I had a calendar that had 30 minute increments and I just 
put everything in my calendar of what I needed to do for each day. And I just felt very controlled by it. And it didn't give me freedom to have spontaneous hangouts or spontaneous things that I wanted to do because I was so on task with all the things that I needed to accomplish in that day. And that really just like sucked the life out of me and didn't give me opportunities to be more flexible and to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in freely like hanging out with someone who needed me or freely just go on a walk because I felt so controlled by a calendar and what I needed to accomplish in that day. Um, So that's something that I've really had to learn of just like being more flexible and adapting to each season that I'm in and allowing freedom to not let a calendar control my life. Well, and really that goes back to making Jesus the priority and putting him as the big rock in our lives because when he is, then sometimes he's going to kind of call us away from a, an, what we would consider and deem an important task but to do something even bigger for his kingdom. And if we're not being open to his leading, then we can't even listen to something like that. On a more lighthearted note, um, we got a question that says, I'm looking to find a new hobby. Any suggestions on getting ideas? I mean, I think it's just recognizing what you enjoy doing. Is it like doing photography, being outside, being creative with painting or musical instruments. Um, I think there's just like a lot of options out there. I think it's also just trying new things and seeing if that's something that you like to do and going from there. And sometimes that is just a season where you focus on that certain hobby and then it changes and it just... There's like those little shifts that happen. Um, But yeah, it's just like recognizing like what you enjoy doing as a person and what really fills your cup so that you can really implement that into a hobby. What are some of your hobbies? Some of my hobbies are customizing journals, um, which basically just means painting designs on covers of journals and selling those to people. And then photography is another hobby of mine. Writing is another hobby. Um, I think those would be like the core three that I have. Don't be afraid to just try it, you know? Just try it, just learn something new. There's actually science behind that learning new things keeps you young. So actually, just do it. I always get really nervous of making a commitment to a hobby, like, oh, I'm going to put money towards, you know, buying whatever is required for it, and then, oh, no, I don't like it, or I'm bad at it. But there's so many options. Like, recently, two years ago, I was like, mm, I kind of like archery. So I went, rented a bow. You can rent a bow. It was like $5 and time to rent it for an hour, and you got to try it eventually. I bought myself a bow, but... There isn't always an expense to it. Just try Mm -hmm. it. And failing, don't worry about it. You just grow from there. So Lydia, what are some of your hobbies besides archery? First of all, I like things that I can have in common with people. So photography, I can get to interact with people. 
Um, through archery, I joined a league and I'm able to interact with people. Um, I love kayaking, so I can do that with my friends. I have two kayaks, so I can actually go with someone. I love fishing and just being outside and hunting. I do that with my family. Hey, Frankie, what about you? What do you like to do in your spare time? So I am a huge people person. So I just love spending time with my family, with my friends. Um, and I like doing things like outside with them. So if we go for a walk or go ice skating in the winter or um, spending time on the lake in the summertime, I love that. Um, I've also, because of my grad program right now, I have been spending a lot of time reading and spending a lot of time in scripture and I've been loving that and listening to podcasts for that and listening to sermons so I would definitely while that is a huge part of my life despite being a hobby I also do consider it a hobby because I love doing it what about you Sierra what are your hobbies well now I would say that podcasting is one of my hobbies Mm -hmm. um that's been really fun A couple years ago, I picked up bullet journaling and I saw it on Pinterest or Instagram or something. And it's basically, well, you can kind of do whatever you want with bullet journaling, but I'm the least creative person out there, honestly. So, but I basically am making my own day planner is kind of what I use it for. And I'll just doodle or make it cute however I want. Um, And it's a, it's a really relaxing thing for me. So I enjoy that and I would say kayaking and once I get my own kayak, it will be better. It will be more of a hobby once I get my own kayak. So really, if you're searching for some hobbies, like honestly, I would ask some friends, you know, or start researching something that interests you, even if it's just slightly. Otherwise, check out like Pinterest and Instagram because there's lots of hobbies that we probably never even thought about before. Alrighty, the next question we are going to cover and talk about is to speak truth in love and holding friends accountable. What are your thoughts on this, ladies? My first thought is that as Christians, we should all have the desire to be kept accountable. And so, Lydia, you and I do this all the time, and we ask each other, hey, keep me accountable in this area and call me out if I do this. Right, like me asking to join a dating site again. Right, I've had to remind you like three or four times. In the last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that that's, that's first and foremost really important that you should be asking your friends to keep you accountable and we should all have that desire. But there are the times in life where we haven't been asked to keep somebody accountable, one of our friends, and that is really, really hard. When we see the need arise um, to confront a friend lovingly, um, we have this, it can be kind of like a war inside of us on whether we should do that and how we should do that. Um, But the Bible actually does talk about this. In Galatians 6, it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently. And it later says to carry each other's burdens um, and in this way that you will fulfill the law of Christ. So that right there says that we need to be keeping um, our fellow Christians accountable. And even in Matthew 18, it talks about this and is saying that 
if a fellow believer sins that we are supposed to go and confront them lovingly and gently. But if they don't listen, then we are instructed even to take another person, maybe even two along with, with us, um, to confront that person again. Um, so the Bible is really clear on this and that doesn't make it any easier, but it does show the importance of it. Yeah. I think that this is such a difficult question and is something that we probably all struggled with at some point, knowing somebody in our life who, who is a Christian, but maybe isn't living out their Christian faith as much as we would like to see and just wondering how we can approach them. And I think one of the first things is that we just kind of check within ourselves the reasoning as to why we want to call them out is just make sure that it is out of care for them and not to embarrass them or to because we want to put shame on them, which actually goes along with the scripture that you just read, Sierra, in approaching them in confidence, you know, with not a lot of don't approach them in public because our goal is not to shame them. Our goal is to build them up and to encourage them to live after Christ's example. Mm -hmm. And so I think examining the posture of our own hearts in the situation is so important. Um, Also, the passage from Galatians that you just read talks about watching out for our own hearts so that we aren't tempted as well. And so just checking, like, you know, the whole, you know, checking for the plank in our own eye before calling out the speck in somebody else's eye and just making sure that this is something that we are being called to and asking the Holy Spirit for guidance and for discernment in the process. And I think also going in after you've prayed about it, after you decided that this is an important step that needs to happen, we need to confront this person, um, going in prepared also. So spending time in prayer, seeking the counsel of the Holy Spirit, and also looking to scripture. What does scripture actually say? What should they be doing? Pointing out more what they should be doing rather than maybe what they shouldn't. Going in with scripture that are going to point them in the right direction. Um, just making sure that they're seeing the truth from God and not just that, oh, my friend is calling me out on this and that me, Frankie, thinks that they're, that this is wrong, but actually looking to scripture and seeing this is what God says is right and this is what God says is wrong. I also think just timing as well, pray about that because what you're saying might be good and valid, but... Um, is it just going to be falling on deaf ears? So pray for them, maybe even fast for them. And asking the Lord about timing is huge. And just remember to be very, very gracious as you're going about this. Um, keep in mind the grace and mercy that the Lord has shown you. Um, and that we can then extend that grace to this other person without making, without putting shame on them. Like Frankie said, we want them to feel convicted yes but conviction isn't a bad thing it's it's sanctification it's part of the sanctification process and it's part of making us holier as christ is yeah and like when frankie was talking about being prepared with going to someone and confronting them on a situation it's being prepared of what their response is going to be and that it's not on you on how that all pans out 
um, you are only responsible of doing what the Lord is leading you to do. And it's on them of how they respond and how your friendship moves forward. Yeah, because it is a hard conversation. And if we're honest, none of us like being confronted about what we're doing wrong. So it's not going to be easy. And just knowing that going in and asking God for discernment and wisdom to help guide you through this really hard process is going to be really important. And I would just add, don't let the nerves and emotion and emotions hold you back. Um, because maybe them seeing your nerves and emotions in the situation will like they'll listen and they're they'll understand like this is to better them that is so true the final question to close us out is what is a book or a podcast that has been encouraging or inspiring to you recently i recently read a really good book for my grad course that was called life you've always wanted and it was written by john ortberg and it's just i think the subtitle is something like spiritual disciplines for the ordinary person and it's just filled with so much knowledge on how to implement spiritual disciplines into your life such as prayer and humility and time alone and i just learned so much and found a lot of motivation through reading that book um so yeah that would be my most recent book that stood out to me recently i discovered a podcast called the messy masterpiece by tori and chad masters they're amazing you should definitely check out their podcast you would totally enjoy it one podcast that i have been listening to basically nonstop for about a month now is the Elisa Childers podcast. She packs so much wisdom into her podcasts um, about Christianity and talks a lot about fighting against progressive Christianity, um, which is just really interesting to listen to. Um, So that's been really fun to learn about. Recently, I read the book Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. I recommend it. Go check it out. Well, we really hope that this episode was helpful and encouraging to you. Um, We enjoyed getting to converse about these various topics. So also thanks for sending in your questions. See you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining today's conversation. I hope that this was an encouraging episode as you continue in your walk with the Lord. If it was, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It really helps with the app's algorithm and allows in all things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at In All Things Pod on both of those and visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.